0: It's the Criterion, it's the Criterion, 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 Criterion. in, 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 project. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Criterion Project the podcast where we talk about movies in the Criterion Collection, the Criterion Channel, that sort of thing. I am Conrado Falco, and with me, as always, is the wonderful Rachel Wagner. Hi, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Rachel. Very exciting. How was it? Um, I'm sorry that I couldn't be here for the last episode. I was traveling and things got kind of crazy for our, you know, stable Christmas episode. I'm sorry that I missed it, but how did it go?
1: I think it went well. I, it we had Kevin uh Falk on, and we talked about Scrooge and it's not like the best version of Christmas Carol ever, but it's I, I love Christmas Carol, just the story so much mm-hmm. that it it's fun and it, you know, it's a musical and so
0: What is your favorite <laughs> version since you are the Queen of Christmas? Ooh,
1: it's tough. There's a version from nineteen fifty one, uh, with Alistair Sims that's that's really great. It's probably the best filmed and acted. and huh? um, But I do have also a soft spot for some of the more untraditional versions. I love the mm. Mickey's one I actually really love. I uh, I love the uh, Muppets one. Is, is the one oh, yeah.
0: Believe. Muppets mm. Christmas Carol is so good. Um, and it it's holds really up. Great. The Mickey version is the one that I watched the most as a kid, but I haven't seen yeah. it as an adult. Um, but the Muppets, I know they hold up.
1: Yeah, it's really good. It, they In the Mickey one... They don't have um uh they don't have the um uh all the ghosts no oh. uh yeah they and it's you know it's a short so mm. they, it's a little bit but um but there's also a lot of really hidden gems versions there's one uh mr magoo's christmas carol that uh i mean i i don't know mr magoo at all or anything else but it's actually really good and it has good oh, songs yeah? yeah um that's the
0: that is um i've heard that that is the first ever christmas special made for television um Mm -hmm. ever so that's also interesting yeah
1: and it has the upa uh animation that's really like really interesting and different and right um so i know there's this it's it's a story for me at least that's almost hard to do wrong i just really i even like the um jim carrey uh disney um, oh wow yeah i'm sure the Robertson a version that a lot of people don't <laughs> like but i like it, it it's it's extremely <sighs> accurate to the book uh that one they mm. have um uh, scenes that are in almost no other version which oh interesting like yeah but i i just love the story so uh it's uh
0: it was fun to to have um kevin on to talk about it of course well mm. But now the holidays are behind us so let's yeah. flip the page <laughs> go into the new year 2022 and we are um you know starting off the year with a classic and one of the big directors that we haven't haven't talked about yet yeah. uh, which is alfred hitchcock and we're talking about rear window um yeah but before we get into all of that um let's go around and talk about some of the stuff we've been watching and that we want to either recommend or talk about. So, Rachel, have you seen anything lately on the Criterion Channel or thereabouts? Um, I I
1: haven't uh, seen anything else on Criterion, uh, yet, uh, this month, but I did watch. Uh, Parallel Mothers uh, yesterday um, uh, from Almodovar. Mm-hmm. I finally finally watched it, uh, and I really enjoyed it. I think it's one of his more approachable films. I mean, I think that I could recommend it to even you know non artsy, non pretentious you know yeah. film fans that just like a good story. I, I it it's. I thought it was I thought it was really good I I think the acting was excellent on from both the, the two leads yeah um I I think it honestly could have maybe been a little bit longer
0: like mm-hmm.
1: I I wanted to sort of know the next part of the story which i guess is maybe a good thing if they if they leave you kind of wanting, wanting to know more about these characters but um but again yeah, I I thought it was it was a really good thing uh, good story i didn't know where it was going and uh you know what was going to happen uh mm-hmm.
0: with the babies and with the baby and everything and um yeah. yeah i liked it yeah i watched it too and i also thought it was really good um in case people don't know without going into spoilers it's kind mm-hmm. of stars penelope cruz and um She's a woman um, who gets pregnant, and then there's this other younger woman that she meets at the hospital, played by Milena Smith, who is also pregnant, and they kind of, like, form a sort of bond, and then we kind of follow them throughout the years following their, when they give birth. So that's why it's called kind of parallel mothers. And also, there is also an element about, like, a... Another story that kind of threads to, through the movie is about kind of the history of of Spain after the Civil War and kind of like the mm-hmm. unmarked graves of uh, soldiers and Republicans who were killed, you know, by the fascists during the, the war and then during the regime. So um, that's kind of like the undercurrent. And I think he's really trying to do some kind of political things that are very specific to Spain. But they kind of can apply to other countries as well. You know, every country has its dark moments in the past that some people choose to not talk about and some people are demanding to talk about. Um, but also, like you were saying, the story of the... In terms of, like, the motherhood and the relationship between them is really touching on its own as well. Um so, so yeah, so I would also recommend it. Um, I guess that thing that you're talking about, what makes it kind of approachable in a way, I feel that um, as he's getting older, Almodovar has become a little bit more uh, maybe sentimental, maybe more serious, like, you know, and kind of mm-hmm. has left behind a little of the wacky stuff that he used to do back in the 80s and 90s, um, mature. And that's made him, I think, very respected with a lot of people. Um, and I have to say... Um, that I as much as I enjoy his movie still I do kind of miss a little bit his craziness and his like um, more kind of vulgar stuff for the lack of a better word but I do respect how he's grown as a director so I think it's definitely a movie that is worth watching
1: mm, yeah I could see that I can see that it, it's it's it, it maybe isn't as memorable as some of the early ones uh, but it's more approachable
0: yeah, and, and it's powerful yeah. in its own way. Although yeah. I do agree with you, and I felt this about this movie and also about the movie he made uh, a couple years ago called Julieta, that they both kind of ended at a moment that caught me by surprise. And I was also expecting more. So I don't know what that's mm-hmm. about, but that seems to be like a thing that's coming into play in his movies. And I've heard that it's a, this is kind of similar to Volver, which I haven't seen and I need to see it. Oh yeah, and I think Volver is one that you would also appreciate. Um, Actually, Volver might, Play like a little bit has like a bit of a Hitchcock element to it as well, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. interesting. Um, thinking about Rear Window, um, it's kind of like Parallel Mothers meets Rear Window in in some ways. Um, mm-hmm. But it's but it's very good and it's very touching and it's very much about uh, family and mothers and daughters and that kind of thing. So um, I would definitely recommend that as well if you like Parallel Mothers. Mm-hmm.
1: So what have you been watching lately?
0: So lately I have been pretty uh, busy coming back from our trip and kind of doing a lot of stuff, trying to get um, some work done. But uh, over the holidays, before we left, I did get to watch a movie that... I don't know if you remember, years ago, I think about two or three years ago, the first year of the show, we wanted to do, for their Christmas episode, Meet Me in St. Louis, which mysteriously disappeared at the last minute from the Criterion channel, and we had to substitute with "The Shop Around the Corner, which was a great movie, great episode. But um, ever since then, years ago, I have like had this curiosity to watch Meet Me in St. Louis, and I finally did. Um so this was, I think, on HBO Max where I saw it. I don't think it's on Criterion Channel, but, mm-hmm. um, but, it's, movie. A, but it's a great movie. It's a great movie. It's a musical from 1944, um, directed by Vicente Minelli and produced by Arthur Freed, who was the famous musical producer at MGM. And it has Judy Garland plays... I think she's the second eldest daughter of the family, or she might be the oldest, I don't remember. But... Um, she is one of the daughters of this family in St. Louis who, has this, who lives in this big house with a bunch of daughters and kind of to um, just follow them throughout a year in their lives. And, you know, first throughout the summer, you see them kind of um, go around thinking about boys. Judy Garland and her and her other older sister um, have these crushes and they, um, you know, they're kind of doing that teenage romantic kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then in in the fall, they kind of find out that they actually have to move to New York. Their dad has, because of work, has to move to New York. And the whole family really doesn't want to leave St. Louis. They have this big sprawling house and they are going to live now, they think, in a tiny, horrible apartment. And um, so it becomes kind of like a more nostalgic movie from then on, a bit, a bit of a sadder movie throughout the winter as they are preparing to leave because they're going to leave on New Year's Eve. And then at the end, you have this, um, you know, iconic scene of Judy Garland singing, have yourself a merry little Christmas to her younger sister as they are preparing to leave St. Louis for good. But then, of course, everything turns out for the best at the last minute. So it's a it's a really wonderful musical with great, great, incredible musical sequences and, um, I think what really struck out to me were the set pieces, right? There's the Have Yourself mm-hmm. a Merry Little Christmas one, but there's also mm-hmm. the Halloween sequence with the haunted house. is really great. Mm-hmm. And the trolley song sequence is also amazing. The scene when they have a party at home and then the Judy Garland's, uh, you know, would-be boyfriend stays later and they are turning off the lights is also a great sequence. I don't know when's the last time you saw this, Rachel, but I was really, really, uh, I had a great time watching it. I love,
1: I love that movie. It's so good, and uh, the the I think that Margaret O'Brien is just great. Mm. And one of the just mm-hmm. great child performances. Yeah, she plays.
0: Uh, what's her name? Tootie or something like that. Tootie. Yeah, Tootie. Yeah. yeah, she plays the younger so sister. She is really funny. She's great, and um, and really emotional. I mean, when she. Destroys those snowman. Oh yeah! Towards the end, they another did. incredible sequence, and a, and a move yeah. and a sequence that makes me think also that the movie, um, I think underneath it's kind of like colorful, fanciful, musical Americana sort of thing has like a very interesting attitude about families and about how um, fragile family connections can be yeah. and how temperamental people can be in a family, which I also thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and just su- such fun songs. Bang, oh, bang, definitely.
1: And bang, the trolley.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, definitely great songs all around. Um, great musical. I would recommend it to anyone who is into classic Hollywood musicals. Yeah. Very good choice. All right. So I guess that leads us to uh, Rear Window by Alfred mm-hmm. Hitchcock from 1954, starring our good old friend Jimmy Stewart but also Grace Kelly and Thelma Ritter. Um, so Rachel, um, why don't you tell us about Rear Window? Go ahead. It's your yeah. choice. Tell us about your experience or what did you think <laughs> or, or the plot, whatever you want.
1: Yeah. So they have a new series of Hitchcock on uh, Criterion and this is, uh, movie is uh, about this man who's a photographer who uh, is uh, laid up because of a uh, his leg is in a cast Mm -hmm. so he uh, doesn't have anything to do he's getting bored and uh, he starts kind of spying on his neighbors and Mm -hmm. he starts to think that maybe one of his neighbors has killed his wife um and uh, and it stars Jimmy Stewart, as you said, and and Grace Kelly, um, who um, had quite a year. The year this came out uh, is interesting because um, she was in this movie, and then she was in a movie called The Country Girl, mm-hmm. um, which she won uh, her Oscar, Oscar for, yeah. uh, which was a big upset at the time over Judy Garland. Everyone. Yeah. That Judy
0: Garland was going to win. Judy Garland the Star or, is Born. The Star is Born, which I think yeah. is an incredible performance.
1: Yeah, and they even had... She had, I think, had a baby, Judy Garland, and she was in the hospital, mm-hmm. and they had camera crew and everything ready for her to accept it. That's how sure they were um, in right. the hospital room, and then she didn't win. Uh, uh, <clears throat> and so that's kind of interesting. I, I've never seen The Country Girl, but I am... Um, you know, I would, I I want to see it one of these days, just to, you know, just to see. Uh, yeah. But um, uh, it, it was also the same year as On the Waterfront, which is you know a movie we've talked about and that mm-hmm. I think is really good. Uh, so it was a good year for the Oscars. Um, yeah. And uh, anyway, um, I I think that it's an interesting dynamic between Jimmy Stewart and Grace Kelly because she wants. To, to, she wants to be together, mm-hmm. and he doesn't really want to get married. Which I think that di- dynamic um is pretty interesting uh, for yeah. that time, you know, in the fifties. um And for them to d- kind of be together uh was kind of scandalous. I, I think, <laughs> um and I love Thelma Ritter. She's in this. Um, she's so great
0: in this. Yeah, I, I do love Thelma Ritter in this. Yeah, movie. she
1: she's really
0: she's one of my favorite character actors. Yeah. Um and she plays yeah. kind of a some sort of like nurse or or therapist like physical therapist who comes to visit Jimmy Stewart to to help him heal out of his cast right is that what I yeah the yeah, I got? yeah 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 Yeah.
1: she's she's like a healthcare Provider. So basically,
0: yeah so basically what happens is that Jimmy Stewart because he can't move he ends up recruiting Grace Kelly and Thelma Ritter their characters to kind of solve the mystery with him um which I yeah. thought was kind of fun it's kind of like a Scooby-Doo kind of thing like you know let's solve a mystery together I really enjoyed that element of the movie
1: yeah me too uh me too I I think that um that the script is is really is really solid i mean it definitely feels like a play um yeah uh, with the script and everything
0: Mm -hmm. because it takes mostly it takes place well in that apartment but also in an incredible set that you know uh kind of is the you know, the rear window of the apartment gives looks over this courtyard and the backyards of like a couple other buildings. And you can we and it's an incredible set where you can see like into different windows and, and the different neighbors what they're doing. And, and that was kind of another element that I really enjoyed about the movie was kind of these little stories. There's obviously the story about the, the murder and trying to solve that. But there's also like this other mini stories about different Neighbors who are also around, like yeah. Mrs. I don't remember what they call her, Miss Lonely Hearts or something, which was really touching as well. Her story and the musician that she hears the piano that keeps her from, you know, committing suicide, which I thought was really lovely, uh, in its own way. And then there's, then there's a couple of different couples. So I think that's really interesting. What you were saying about the dynamic between Jim Stewart and Grace Kelly, I think the movie really is kind of about. Um, you know, relationships between men and women and marriage are and getting married or not getting married, and kind of what is Jimmy Stewart's hang up about that and his view of what women are like and what he expects them to be like and what women are actually like. You know, at the beginning, Grace mm-hmm. Kelly wants to be with him, and he kind of tells her that she couldn't handle his life as a as a kind of top photographer who travels around and gets in danger to take these pictures. Um, and then by the end, Grace Kelly kind of goes and solves the mystery, you know? She ends up being his, um, his. Um, you know, he ends up doing what he can't do because he can't move. So I think that's an interesting kind of subversion in its own way of this relationship.
1: Yeah, I I agree. And I like the, Thelma Ritter. She says, two words of advice, marry her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> and it feels kind of like, How could you not want to marry Grace Kelly? (laughs) Well, yeah. What is wrong with you? (laughs) Yeah. She's so
0: beautiful. And the other thing is, um, you know, I had heard a lot about the movie because I had never seen it, actually. This is my first time. I have a lot of Hitchcock blind spots. And I had seen as a kid, I saw The Birds and Psycho. And then I seen Vertigo, of course, and Notorious. But I had never seen Rear Window. So I was really... um, happy that that we picked it for this uh, month and also i was really i had a great time watching it um it was kind of like it has i agree with you the script is great and it has a bit of a slow burn to it like it begins and it kind of takes it a little bit to like situate you in this world but then like the latter half of the movie is really just like it's kind of like a slot machine that you know it starts to deliver in the mm-hmm. in the second half and it just keeps paying up um, and it's really great and it's really exciting um But what I was going to say is that, oh, yeah, that I had heard a lot about the movie kind of being a movie about watching movies because of this whole thing of he is watching people from the window and kind of Hitchcock trying to implicate us as viewers. Um, And I don't know how you feel about that element of the movie. Do you think there is something there?
1: Um, I know, I never really thought about particularly watching movies, but I think it's a. um, It's. You know, it's a it's a movie that draws a lot of influences from a number of different genres. I think to make it work, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, you know, it's it's just a it's just a really good screenplay. It just gives you one little detail and the one little detail. I mean, I think the the most the the most gut wrenching part for me watching it this time was when the dog dies. Oh, that definitely. was so sad.
0: Definitely, like, oh. especially because it was so cute when he first appears yeah, and comes down in his basket, and he looks a little bit like my dog. So I was like, "Oh my god, there are <laughs> dogs in the movie!" It's so nice, and then he dies.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think that Lars, the neighbor, is very, very scary. Like mm. considering he basically has like no, almost no dialogue. Like he's just so intimidating, right in Burr so big and just looming and, mm-hmm. and scary.
0: Yeah, definitely great casting and a great job by um I wouldn't look up what the name of the actor is who played this that part, but by Raymond Burr. Burr, yeah. Really, really yeah. good job there. Um another good character actor. So yeah. And I think that that
1: Hitchcock does such a good job of of just building tone with the music and with just giving you one clue and another clue and another clue and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know there's been we'll talk about it. there's been a lot of movies that have tried to kind of copy rear window mm-hmm. um, but i don't know if any of them have, have been able to build the clues as well and then make the payoff as as exciting as as, as this one does
0: there is i think there's two elements that come to mind for me when you mention that. Um, the first is the sound design, you know, considering mm-hmm. that this is yeah. just a big set that was built and the movie does a really great job of making you believe that there's a whole city out there. There's a lot of background sounds of like cars going by and, and people's voices that it become really interesting, um, you know, to set the mood and then it eventually becomes a very... Powerful when all of the sounds go away for the moments of tension, depending yeah. on what's going on, you know. That's true. Um, so that was really great. I thought, and the other thing is the cinematography. Obviously, the cam, the way the camera moves from window to window, there's some really incredible, seamless, uh, kind of long takes of the of the camera. You know, camera movement going from window to window, then coming in into Jimmy Stewart's apartment. The opening shot of the movie, it's. Is it the, well, it's basically the opening shot where where you go from one window to the other and you're seeing the different people in the apartments and then the camera suddenly comes into the apartment and Jim Stewart is like right there in front of you, like in super close up. I almost, I gasped at that. It was like completely shocking. And I was like, how did they even do that? That was so good, you know? Um, And I think there's a lot of that, which is really important to make you aware or where everyone is in this whole situation since it's all about you know, the distance between this apartment and the other apartments and who is where and who lives where and that kind of thing. I think that was really masterfully done.
1: Well, and I think that Jimmy Stewart sometimes doesn't get enough credit for the actual range that he did have. I, I think because we love, uh, we love um, it's a wonderful life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Washington, the Capra. uh jimmy stewart that's kind of where we we think of him as but he actually did take some risks i mean he's playing a pretty unlikable character in this he was in rope He was pretty unlikable there he was in um the man who shot liberty valance he's not all that likeable in that movie um i don't know he he did do quite a bit of variety uh in his roles you know he's everything philadelphia story yeah. uh which he's actually not super <laughs> likable in that you and know now you're coming out
0: to see that jim stewart's not likable that's what rachel wagner yeah. saying.
1: <laughs> i'm just saying i think that he took some risk that i think uh, definitely that he doesn't necessarily get credit for that that people think of him as the capra guy when you know he he i mean vertigo he yeah. he actually. A variety of of roles
0: yeah especially later in his career and and whenever he worked with Hitchcock I think he really came he really played these very prickly not completely Mm -hmm. likable characters I mean I think his character here is likable in in a in some ways and then he's kind of frustrating in in others you know especially his view of Grace Kelly at the beginning and and his kind of and his view about uh, marriage and and women in general you know the beginning he's complaining about how like oh if he gets a wife then then his wife is only going to nag and it's going to be a problem and you know and like women are always like that and and so yeah i think that was probably um kind of thematically the part that um excited me the most about the movie you know the mystery itself was really exciting but then kind of in like the themes of the movie that that kind yeah. of gender thing um, was what I think was the most interesting to me to see. Yeah,
1: especially when you think 1954.
0: Yeah, and to have such a variety of different female characters, two who are very important to the story but then a couple others who you only see through the window but like they paint a very kind of diverse picture of uh, what womanhood is or can be and subvert your expectations mm-hmm. right? There's the dancer who has all these men over and then at the end it turns out that she was waiting for her sweetheart from the army Um you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And so it's kind of like a little bit of a joke, but also kind of subverts the thing of like things might be more complicated than you think at the first glance. Jimmy Stewart, you know, and also the right. the, the the same with Mrs. Lonely Hearts, and then the same with the that is the married couple who like the they get married, and then the woman seems to be like she wants to have sex all the time with him, and he can't catch a break. Which I thought was maybe probably the most um, problematic of the of the. Um, of the sequences or like little vignettes mm-hmm. uh, but I thought it was kind of funny in its own way Um, I I wanted... mean it's,
1: it's kind of interesting because now we we don't even need to be spying on uh our neighbors because we all know everything that's going on with everybody in their life
0: <laughs> yeah that's interesting that is actually a big thing that I was thinking of when thinking about the remake of like how yeah. would you even Go, you know, probably most of the spying these days. Not to get too much into that section already, but um, I think it would be like completely online, you know, about like what people are posting. And I don't know if you heard about this. There was over this summer, I think, this whole thing um with a girl who disappeared in. I think in some national park and she was a girl from New York. So it was over the news here okay. and how people had discovered that she had disappeared oh, yeah. because of the social media postings and Google maps and like, kind of like seeing the pictures. So it was kind of people doing this loothing, kind of not unlike a rear window um, through the internet. So it's kind of yeah, what you're saying. Exactly. I remember
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely. I, uh, I, I, it would be...
0: Well, you'll see. I have an interest... I have my uh, my remake. <laughs> you'll see. <laughs> all right, all right. So now, let's not get too much into that. Um, What else do you have to... Um, So I guess there we agree that there isn't that that much to, to this. Although I find it interesting because so many people... I heard it's over and over again, this whole thing about the voyeurism of the movie, you know, and this character who's looking into other people's windows, the way that we look into the oh, yeah. cinema window, and it's kind of like Hitchcock. In, and I do think that Hitchcock loves that theme because it comes into play in vertigo and psycho about how people see each other and kind of this obsession um well
1: the voyeurism i totally i just hadn't connected it to to the movie but it's an interesting point definitely uh that uh we we like i don't know looking we like getting a view of of other people's world and then judging them for it
0: and and watching these stories about murder and and you know and Mm -hmm. violence kind of like the way that we're watching the movie even on hallmark we
1: had you know wiki clean hallmark has the mystery shows
0: oh really (laughs) Uh, yeah
1: yeah the murder mysteries (laughs) oh wow i aurora tea garden and uh um where she's a librarian And she solves crime at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) That that sounds like a hallmark show. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So. uh, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just, it just, I think the main star, I think every, most everything in this movie is really well done, but I think the big star is the screenplay. It's just, Mm. it builds tension so well.
0: Yeah. Um, I I mean yeah I mean I think it's a great movie I think there's so many things I think the screenplay is great the direction's obviously great the acting is really good How do we feel about the actors have we talked about it? I mean I guess there's Jimmy Stewart taking a risk I have to say that I run uh kind of back and forth with Jimmy Stewart um we talked on this podcast about The Shop Around the Corner where I think he's great I think he really makes the movie work um mm-hmm. And then something like you mentioned the man who shot Liberty Valance, which is a movie I think it's a great, great movie, but I actually find him maybe a little bit annoying in that movie. And I don't know if I completely buy him in that setting. So I go back and forth with him. And in this one, I think he works well, but I wouldn't say this is one of his best performances. I don't know how you feel. I think he's really good in it. Um, I can't think of any performance
1: that I would say that I've seen of Jimmy Stewart where I would say it was bad um, I guess that's right uh yeah i I think he's I think he uses it's kind of like Tom Hanks who he's often compared to I think both of them use their likable natures in interesting ways to and sometimes sometimes they go you know all out um you know like a capric type film uh and and embrace that and then other times they kind of use it to be a little bit subversive which i appreciate
0: yeah yeah i guess there's a little bit more of subversion of that i think maybe in something like vertigo where um i think after making this movie collaborating a couple of times hitchcock and and jimmy stewart kind of go a little bit further into playing with that like how uh far can we go with jimmy stewart as a likable guy to root for him or not where is the line you know with the things that he does in that movie right um
1: yeah i mean i don't know i i feel like this isn't like an actor's movie like it it, everybody does a good job everybody's good it's more about screenplay i think okay I think I guess that's
0: true. Although I do think that the, re- the 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 two main women, Grace Kelly and Thelma Ritter, I thought were really good. Grace yeah. Kelly at the beginning, I didn't know what to make of her, but by towards the end, she really won me over, and yeah. I really kind of more understood her character and saw k- kind of how there were other elements too. You know, once she gets a, um, one of the scenes that I really liked, um, because it like changed my expectations was that scene when she comes in and and he first tells her about his idea his thoughts that there might be a murderer across the window. And she kind of at the beginning she's like, you're being crazy, you know, like there's nothing going on. And I thought that, oh, okay, she's not gonna believe him and it's gonna be one of those things where the girlfriend, you know, doesn't really I want him to do this kind of crazy thing or whatever. But then at the end she sees something and then she totally is on his side and she flips and she starts driving the the plot as well and wanting to solve this murder. You know, she goes completely into it, which I thought was great. And from that moment on, I thought she was a great character yeah. and I was totally following her. She was a really good actress and she just was so beautiful. Well, yeah, there's that as well. That Gorgeous. always helps. <laughs> um yeah, And then Thelma Ritter yeah. is just so funny from the beginning And mm-hmm. she has great lines And um, she just has a great attitude about her as well So she's just a delight I, to watch I My favorite
1: Thelma Ritter Is um, Pill Talk if, you, if, if you've ever seen Oh which I Pill haven't Talk.
0: seen That's the, the Doris
1: Day movie right mm-hmm. And Rock Hudson mm-hmm. So funny uh, She's hilarious She's like her um, I guess kind of Drunk housekeeper Oh <laughs> interesting Days. That sounds funny Yeah <laughs> she's so good (laughs) in it and uh uh, yeah she's one of my favorite um character actors she's really good um but um but yeah uh i i i think it it's just a i don't know i just think this is a really well done
0: fun Mm -hmm. thriller okay so maybe it's time to get into our questions then yes so our first question is, I guess, right where we are left off. What, what do you think makes this a Criterion movie, Rachel? I mean, I do
1: think that it's a very iconic director with Hitchcock, and a and it's a very well made film. Uh, mm-hmm. It's I don't want to say it's flawless, but it's it, like if you're talking about does it succeed in doing what it's trying to do it totally does i i it's it's very very well done
0: yeah i agree with you um i guess also like you're saying hitchcock is such an iconic director maybe one of the most iconic ever yeah. like maybe charlie chaplin is the only one who might be more so um so i think with him almost every hitchcock hitchcock movie is going to be kind of a criterion type movie just because He's kind of like one of those people like Shakespeare, you know, like even his failures or his lesser movies will be interesting just because yeah. he made them. And it's kind of yeah. like one of those things that it's interesting to see his whole body of work. Um, but then why why pick this particular movie to highlight, you know, out of, out of all the ones that were on the Criterion channel? Um, part of it was for me that I hadn't seen it before, so I wanted to pick something that I hadn't seen. Um, But also, I think it really, even though there is this element of voyeurism that I think is done a little bit more interestingly in his other movies that I've seen in Psycho, especially, and in Vertigo as well, I think that goes a little further into more, like I was saying with Jimmy Stewart character, into maybe darker, more um, complicated territory than here, but... I agree with you, this is a, a fantastic movie in terms of being satisfying to watch and a fun mystery to solve. And um there is this other element that I think is really interesting about the 50s and the and the relationships between the characters and it subverted mm-hmm. some of that in in particular ways that I wasn't expecting. So I really enjoy that as well.
1: Well, and I also feel like us kind of coming out of or maybe going back into quarantine. Um, I don't know just the that the whole themes of the movie really yeah true. it's like a perfect
0: movie to watch right now <laughs> when you're being stuck at home and you're longing <laughs> yeah. for some adventure right like the first thing that he says is you gotta get me out of this apartment on the phone with my his neighbors own.
1: are very boring <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> so yeah so imagine we had a tough time in quarantine this time around with computers and tvs <laughs> but imagine back then you wouldn't have anything yeah. to do
1: I know, you don't even have any Netflix to binge I'm mean, you with yourself back in the 50s.
0: You would be swang yeah. on your
1: neighbors as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so uh, what do you think about the pretentiousness? I don't think this is pretentious at all.
0: I think mm-hmm. it's extremely approachable. I agree with you. Um, the only thing that I think is lofty about it even more so than the voyeuristic stuff, I think the the biggest. I think there's a, like a Freudian kind of psychoanalysis element to it. I do think that, um, yeah, maybe it's something that I should have mentioned with the gender stuff as well. That I do think that there's like, um, I think that Hitchcock was interested in psychology. You can tell because of, of some of his movies. I mean, he made the movie Gaslight, which has become this kind of like, um, uh, you know, term on itself about like something of a, a psychological thing when people try to, you know. Yeah, make you believe in a different yeah, like brainwash you kind of into a different reality, or make you think you're crazy. So in this movie, I think there's an element of um, I'm like kind of like man being kind of emasculated or feeling like threatened by women in in a lot of ways. You know, he feels a little bit threatened by the idea of marriage. He feels threatened by the woman across the window who's very sexually. He thinks sexually active. Either the married woman and the dancer. And and he's kind of like been inhabilitated and stuck on this chair so he can't move and be active like a man. And he has this, you know, um, you know, he has like this long telescope with which he is spies on other people that he can't really do much with other than just look. And then there's and Grace Kelly and Thelma Ritter and up being the people who actually go uh, do this stuff and reactive. So it, I think there's a lot there about like sexual anxiety of, of men after the war and going into the time before the women's liberation and feminist second wave movement. So that maybe it's a little pretentious, but you can enjoy the movie completely without even reading any of that. Cause it's just mm-hmm. such a fun, well done script, like you're saying, and a, and a great directed active yeah. movie. So
1: sorry. I, I gave it a two.
0: Yeah, I might go for a three, but the, I guess we're pretty much in the same page there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, yeah. My, <laughs> I get to finally tell my remake yes, idea. We've so, been waited. <laughs> so they have had, a, they did a remake. I haven't watched it. I'd be curious to watch it. They did a remake with uh, Christopher Reeve, mm-hmm. which I think would be interesting uh, when he was... Uh, Already after um, the accident, right? So yeah, he was already in a wheelchair. Accident.
0: So that was that's um, an interesting casting um thing. So I, that, I've always been curious about that movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. And um, Daryl Hannah in the Grace Kelly role, which I feel like would be interesting as well. Uh, and then there's also a movie called Disturbia with mm-hmm. um Shia LaBeouf. That's yes. actually like two thirds pretty decent movie. Like it, it, it's um he's on house arrest, he's a teenager, and he starts. Uh, mm-hmm. spying on his neighbors it's, it's it's the same sort of story but it kind of loses it it kind of goes out of control in the the last third It gets i don't know it doesn't work but it's still overall i would recommend it um because hmm. it does a lot of good things and um it's a solid little movie even if it doesn't quite nail the landing Mm -hmm. um so there's been some some remakes there's um, also
0: sorry to interrupt there's also an episode of that 70s show that that's a rear window (laughs) (laughs) take yeah (laughs)
1: um well so my pitch would be to there's this show called the circle oh yeah reality show have you heard of it yes yeah so it's it's basically everybody is isolated and they can only communicate with others through social media on the circle. But I think you could use an element of, I think you could write an interesting script and have like a rear window story using the circle. So the characters are isolated, but they, they, they could start to wonder between the different characters. If something is, Mm. something is, uh, not right, right. and uh, and there could even be a, a you know sort of spying element, but it also could be just social media. I don't know. That's still so
0: workshopping it,
1: but I feel like there's something there.
0: <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> and and what's interesting about that is that the, if I remember correctly, contestants all live in the same building, right? So you yeah, have the yeah, ability yeah. for them to try to go out of their. You know their pots into different rooms, and then like you know the security kind of tr- not letting them like so. There's a lot of potential for like thrills and drama mm-hmm. in that setup. I think that might be um, a good way to go.
1: Yeah, and people are like lying. Some people are 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 are, are uh, telling us you know stories. Some people say they're you know a man when they're a woman. Some people say they're mm-hmm. you know uh, young when they're old. You know different. Uh, kind of a thing which could add a layer as well
0: yeah and I think I think that's a great idea I almost want to steal it I think that what I would add to it is that I think you're right that it definitely the way it might seem cliche but I think if you do it right the way to do it is to introduce the social media element to it to introduce the technology that we have today and how it would transform the the movie and how it would be kind of like you know a different kind of mystery, a different way of finding clues through through people's online personas yeah. and their online um. Lives. It'd be
1: kind of like uh. Did you ever see Searching?
0: No, but I, I but I also thought of that, and I thought of um, the horror movie with the Zoom, which is called not Zoom, but like you know before Zoom, there was yeah. a horror movie called um, Unfriended, which I've yeah. wanted to watch because it looks like a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh searching is 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 w- really well done. It was it was a, a a lot of fun and you know I'm not normally a thriller
0: person but um mm-hmm. but I enjoyed it. So yeah, that's know, my pitch. I don't know if it's because of the Netflix thing with the circle but it made me think that, you know, thinking of who could make this movie made me think of Squid Game um and oh, yeah. I'm thinking yeah. and I'm picturing as a Korean movie. I think that that would make it um, oh my gosh, different can you enough? if we had Bong Joon-ho's? Version. Yeah, Bong Joon-ho or Park Chan-wook or the guy who made Squid Game, whose name, I'm sorry, I can't remember off the top of my head. But there's a lot of Korean directors who I think would yeah. have a lot of fun in that genre-twisting way with this concept and this idea. So I think that would probably be the way to go for me as well. Yeah.
1: I think that would be good.
0: Call us up, Hollywood, we're ready to go. Or whatever the Korean version <laughs> of Hollywood is. Yeah, <laughs> um yeah so i guess that's the remix i don't really have much to add to it other than that um this it's been kind of like a an appropriation of your own pitch and then maybe like a <laughs> like a combo um effort yeah. a group uh assignment
1: well let us know if you're listening what you think what you would pitch uh yeah definitely what, uh, what you think of our ideas
0: um, other than that, I guess that brings us to the end of Rear Window, a movie that we both enjoyed. Really yeah. great. There's a plenty of other Hitchcock movies on the Criterion channel right now. So, um if you wanna watch Rear Window, if you have seen it already and you wanna watch it again, or if you wanna watch something else from Hitchcock, I know that I'm very curious about watching more since I have a lot mm-hmm. of um what do you call it blind spots in his filmography um, yeah. so i may may be reporting back on some of the movies i watch next time
1: me too uh and yeah they have some really good stuff right now on criterion channel and uh, mm-hmm. they have uh you know this hitchcock collection and they have joseph Minkowitz collection which brings us to our uh, oh yeah perfect segue yeah 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 (laughs) to our next uh movie that we're going to be talking about it's all about eve which for my money is maybe the greatest script ever uh written i think this is so so good
0: i'm sensing a lot of themes then we have great scripts and we also have (laughs) felma ritter coming back and all about eve so um (laughs) That's exciting. And it's a movie that I haven't seen in so, so long that I'm really excited to revisit. Um gonna be fun. Uh,
1: so, yeah. So let us know what you think of that. And uh, we'll be excited to talk about it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, let us know what you think about Rear Window. 100%. Rear.
0: In mm-hmm. the meantime, you can find us on Twitter. We are at Criterion Pot. And you can also email us. Is that right, Rachel? Or you can message us on Twitter. You can email us at at gmail.com. Is that correct? Yeah, that's that's correct. (laughs) Okay, great. And if you want to find me on Twitter, you can go uh, and search for at CocoHitsNY. And you can also listen to my other podcast, which is called Foreign Invader, uh, which is also on uh, iTunes. It is an... uh, a bit of a hiatus, but I'm planning to do an episode about my favorite movies of last year coming in the come next week or so. So um, be on the lookout for that if you're interested.
1: Yeah, and you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Take a look at all of that. And also check check out the Homeworkies podcast. We're doing our year-end episodes. Uh, so those are a lot of fun always. Uh, and, uh, I've also been recapping the, and just like that, uh, Oh, uh, wow. Cities, <laughs> this, this spinoff sequel, reboot, whatever, uh, with my friend Jax. And that's been a lot of fun. The show's not great, but we've had a fun time talking about it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so yeah, check uh, check all that out. And yeah, we would love to hear what you have to say about all the things we talked about.
0: That's absolutely Right. Um, so yeah, so we'll see you next time to talk about all about Eve.
1: Bye everybody.